0: If I had any sense, I'd quit worrying about the future. Go get more health insurance.
1: Like Mutual of Omaha? What? Like Mutual of Omaha. Look at your wife. For her sake, too, you need all the protection
0: Mutual of Omaha can give you. Christian <laughs> Carguy Radio Show. I- calls for action and now Talk to the good hands people, you're in good hands with all states Call the man from Nationwide, he's on your side, Nationwide Like a good name This is Bill Mixon, a regular on Robbie's The Christian Car Guy Show. A month ago, when Robbie informed me he would be away this week for the Masculine Journey Boot Camp, the world felt very different. You know, tomorrow is Palm Sunday, which commemorates the entrance of Jesus into Jerusalem. This is the day that we remember and celebrate the day Jesus entered into Jerusalem as Savior and King. As Jesus rode a donkey into town, into Jerusalem, a large crowd gathered and laid palm branches and cloaks on the road, giving Jesus a royal treatment, a royal welcome. Hundreds of people shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Before Jesus was arrested on that Holy Thursday and his crucifixion on Good Friday, You know, as as difficult as life is right now, as much as we're going through right now, you know, times have been far worse. And they were certainly far worse then and then far better for mankind when Jesus went through this difficult week. And we've gone through many wars that went through Good Friday. And we came out of it very, very strong as a nation. Tomorrow marks the beginning of Holy Week the final week of Lent and we celebrate this special time as we go through this trying time together. In my life, certain scriptures have come to mind in difficult times. One of them is Philippians 4. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And Philippians 4.4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always. It doesn't say sometimes, it doesn't say in just good times. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by the prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard our hearts and mind in Christ Jesus." Paul said we've got the legal right, petition, the legal right to go to God and tell him what our concerns are. And our big brother, Jesus, promises to go to God and over lunch, sit down with him and share with him the concerns that we have. We have an unbelievable advocate there sitting at that table. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever is... Lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about those things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from Paul, you see in Paul. Put this into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Paul said, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last your renewed concern for Paul. Indeed, you were concerned for him, but... He had no opportunity to show that to you. I am saying this because Paul is in need, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstance. Now, there are folks out there listening that are blessed like myself that have a regular paycheck coming through this difficult time, and there's those of you out there that don't have a regular check coming through this difficult time, and all of us, know others that we come in contact with that don't have a regular check coming through this time. And we need to lift those people up in our prayers, and we need to ask God, what is the appropriate way to help those that we come in contact with that need assistance? Therefore, as God's chosen people in Colossians, Paul said, we are holy and dearly loved, and we should clothe ourselves in compassion and kindness, humility and gentleness... And patience. You know, I'm blessed that I've got children that are going through this difficult time with steady paychecks too. But then there are people around me that I know that aren't. What are we doing to make a difference in their lives? How are you dealing with this difficult time? Are you spending more time in prayer? Are you spending more time in the Bible? Are you reaching out to neighbors that you haven't talked to recently are you picking up the phone and calling family and friends you haven't talked to in a while are you making a difference in the people's lives that you come in contact with i've got a special guest who's coming on john holland he is a dear friend he's a a person i've looked up to for a long time he is my elder and he was one of the key leading folks that um help build a new church that god sent me to and uh john are you there
1: yes i am bill good morning
0: thank you so much for coming on you've been a driving force in in all the wonderful things that our church has been doing to reach out to to our members uh our thursday night group meets um, because of you uh over our ipads and our ministers putting out a sunday sermon and I'd love for you to share some of the different ways that our church is making a difference through this difficult time.
1: Yeah, and, and first, Bill, I just want to say thank you for the kind uh, remarks that you, you just gave me. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's one of the things we're all called to to love our neighbors as we love ourselves and. Uh, your dear friend, you and Joni, your wife, and uh, I know Caroline, my wife, and uh, we really appreciate you guys very much in our discussions uh, about the Lord and Scripture and so forth. So just wanted to say that. Uh, And yes, as a matter of fact, our our church is very much um, constrained like every other church, and without having that continuity of people getting together and We got together as an elder team and uh, looked at ways that we could still keep that connectivity, kind of keep moving, moving uh, forward for the Lord each uh, week as we do when we come together uh, on Sundays and celebrate the Lord. And so one of the first things was to get everybody connected uh, via uh, Zoom. And, uh, you know, if you're watching the news, they've talked about it, It's kind of like FaceTime or Skype. Uh, but it's it's called Zoom, and uh, you can have a paid account, but there's a free account that you can get through Zoom signing up, and you get 40 minutes of free uh, connectivity, if you will, with your congregation or one-on-one, your small group. And you have, uh, if you use your phone or a tablet or your laptop, that is a camera, uh, video capable, very easy to set up, very easy to... To get connected, uh, and you can see somebody real time on the screen and have that conversation. And even though we can't be there physically, and even if you saw somebody in the parking lot, you want to stay that safe distance, uh, you can have that same, you know, I, I will say, same kind of feel of connecting through a screen and sharing your life with others. So I think that's a, a, a wonderful thing that we've we've done. And, uh, you know, I'll ask you, Bill, how do you feel about it?
0: I, I like it. and I, Our Gideons are meeting once a week using the same program. It's just a really neat way for a large group of people to not only talk, but you can see those little pictures and you can make funny faces at each other while you're, you're listening to your group leader try to teach you something important.
1: Right. Yeah, in fact, you might be uh, more apt to make the funny face At a distance than you would right there in your living room well (laughs) i don't know about that you know
0: me i can make a (laughs) funny face even when we all gather together
1: that's right that's right but uh you know we we're also doing a couple other things we know that it's very easy to get concerned and anxious and i appreciate the words that you uh shared earlier in in the reading of uh, philippians and so forth in rejoicing and not being anxious over anything uh, you know, one of the things that we're trying to do at Redemption Hill Church is we have a weekly podcast on, uh, on Wednesdays. We have been doing daily devotionals where we actually have been walking through the book of Philippians over the past 14 days, and the elders are each taking a passage, a piece of, of the scripture in Philippians, and uh, doing a devotional that's between, oh, I don't know, 8 and 12 minutes Uh, just to keep people connected have them coming in on facebook going to our uh, redemption hill church. john
0: we're coming to a commercial and i want to remind people we're a call-in show uh call 866-348-7884 and share what you're doing and your church is doing 866-348-7884 and Let's share with each other how we're getting through this difficult time. John, we'll be back to you in just a minute, sir. If I had any sense, I'd quit worrying about the future. Go get more health insurance.
1: Like Mutual of Omaha? What? Like Mutual of Omaha. Talk to the good hands, people. You're in good
0: hands with all. glad you're with us this morning um we were talking about some of the things that our church is doing to help stay connected with with each other i know that our small group is looking for opportunities to make a difference in the lives of others um i've been taking collections to a wonderful group called city with dwellings working with the uh, the homeless in our community uh trying to get by and drop off care packages at um retirement home Um, what are some things that you know that our church or you or the small groups doing to make a difference in the lives of others
1: well i think first off i I think we have to have a consistent prayer life Uh, i think that has to be the overarching piece uh of the equation i i think you hit on it i think we need to be looking out as uh to our neighbors I think this is a wonderful time uh, for where we become really the feet of Christ. It's almost as if uh, we are being sent as Christ sent the disciples out into the world. We are now in this situation where I believe Christ is sending us out as well. And we, we don't, in a way, we're hunkered down in our homes, but we do go out and get the mail and or the paper, if, if you still get a paper nowadays. But we have neighbors to the right and to the left, and can we put a note of encouragement in their mailbox? Can we put a note asking, hey, I, I'm going out to the store. Can I get you something, and I can drop it off on your porch? Those little things can strike up a conversation, build a relationship that somebody who might be anxious Uh, might be worried or concerned, might even be going through an illness and wondering how they're going to survive this, literally. And and so this becomes a way to bond and build that relationship. So I think those are some things, praying and then putting feet to it, to uh, having, you know, uh, a time where you can not have a physical contact, but be able to tangibly touch a neighbor with uh, just a simple action.
0: I know that uh, one of my favorite restaurants in town is Pancho Villa, and I've tried my best uh, a couple times a week to call in and place an order and and try to help keep them in business. Uh, had some neighbor kids come by and asked if there was anything they could do to make some money, and decided to, uh, to let somebody else mow my yard. Um, you, if you're one of the lucky ones that have the steady paycheck coming through i'd encourage you to pray about what you can do to um, make a difference in the lives of those people that are important to you Uh, if you don't have a regular paycheck coming through then you need to pray about economizing but you also need to be sure not to be too proud and to ask those people in your church in your small group in the your community of friends And let them know that um you're going through some tough times and you'd appreciate them praying for you and praying for your situation and not be too proud to take a little bit of help if it's offered Um, i know that there are times in my life when you really was going through difficult times and it was hard to take help uh we had a situation once with a family member that was Uh, in the hospital for a very extended time, and the church came in and mowed the yard and cleaned the closets and uh, scrubbed things, and I remember how difficult it was to accept that help, but by the time we got through it all, it, it really cemented some great friendships and helped me appreciate that there are people out there. But more important, and I think John will tell you, his John, your wife is somebody that just I, I admire so much. It's, her heart is to help people. And uh, when, when those of us that need help, let those that want to help help, that they appreciate the opportunity. We appreciate the opportunity to make a difference in the lives of others. Don't be too proud.
1: Right. And I think it goes back to a, a couple things. One is we have the example in Acts chapter 2 where the early church comes together and they they brought all their things together and uh, lived communally if you will so that everybody had enough and so sometimes when I hear people saying they they don't want to accept charity or they say no uh, and that could be somebody that's having a momentary uh, situation financially and they think that, well, you know, in a couple of weeks, things will bounce back, and I really don't need it, and uh, I'm not the desperate person. Uh, but it's okay, because we are all brothers and sisters in Christ, and and taking that, uh, or, or saying, refusing to take what somebody's offering, a brother or sister, removes the blessing of that person who is being called by Christ to take care of the, 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 the brotherhood and sisterhood of Christ. So... There's that piece. The other piece of it, too, Bill, I want to bring up is that through this time, uh, it's very easy to forget about tithing and supporting the church. There's, there's a lot of things that the church does. Not only does it pay for their staff, right? You know, we, we sometimes forget about they may be in a situation where they're brothers and sisters in Christ, just as we are, and they need food on their plate, and if we're not taking care of the church— then those people may be suffering. Secondly, we want to keep the ministries alive. We want to be able to continue to push the Word out and be the hands and feet of Christ. And if we're not giving, then we're not meeting our responsibilities as the Lord has charged us with as the Church. So those are two things that uh, you know, we, we need to make sure that we're doing in balance
0: now i will say this through difficult times like this you need to tithe based on your current situation not the situation you were in before the situation after point being if you've got very little money coming in that little bit that you give to the church is just as powerful and important to god as a large amount but We've got to be good stewards. Um, John, we'll be talking in a few minutes, and I, hold on, everybody. We appreciate you tuning in.
1: are listening to The Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com.
0: If I had any sense, I'd quit worrying about the future. Go get more health insurance.
1: Like Mutual of Omaha? What? Like Mutual of Omaha.
0: Talk to the good hands, people. You're in good hands with all things Call the man. Mer- The good neighbor okay, I want to move in a totally different direction for a second. Um, insurance agent here nationwide, uh, we, we've been having some really interesting calls and trying to clarify some situations going on. There are a lot of large companies out there that are making life a little bit easier for those folks that are having financial difficulty. Some people think they heard the governor say that their insurance premium would be forgiven for a month, and that's not the case. Most of the large insurance companies are willing to work out a payment plan for people that are unable to make a monthly premium. That doesn't mean that that amount of money they owe disappears. It means that the payment is structured and they're given a little bit more time. A lot of companies are saying if you had a problem, if you were already late, you were already two weeks behind, they had already gifted you a bit of freedom on your bill before the governor said, we really wish you companies would be nice, that that didn't help them. So what I'm saying to you is, if you know that you had a bill due last week, today, next week, and you can't make it, you really need to get on the phone and to call that insurance company and say, I understand that you're making life a little bit easier for those of us that are in hard times. And you need to write down the day and the time you talk to the person. You need to get that person's um, name and employee number and ask them, what can you do to help me? And then you need to understand exactly what that means. They may say, you have an extra two weeks to make this payment But in two weeks, you're going to owe X, and in three weeks, you're going to owe Y, and next month, you're going to owe Z, and until you get caught up, your payments are going to be. And then I would highly recommend, one, write down exactly what they say, repeat it back to them, and say, please, assure me that you're going to go in my permanent notes, and you're going to write down what you just told me, and you're going to put your name and your ID in that permanent note. And then you might ask, is there any chance you can send me an email? The chances are really, really, really good they're going to say, sorry, we can't do that. But they all should be able to put a note in your permanent file. I know there have been some companies that I have worked with phone companies and cable companies that made all kinds of promises, and I felt great when I hung the phone up. And then a month later when absolutely nothing they promised me happened, I called up and said they assured me they'd put a note in that permanent file. Well, if they put a note in that permanent file, I was able to make everything work out wonderfully. If I didn't ask them to put a note in that permanent file, I'm in more mess than I was before I called. John works for a national company that is in the gas business, and um, I know that uh, some of the gas companies are trying to be wonderful neighbors and trying to make a difference. Uh, John, do you have any idea what, in general, the gas business is doing to help people?
1: Well, you know, I can't speak on, uh, you know, all the different gas companies, and we're propane energy, so you know, most people think about their propane gas grills, uh, but we're larger than that as far as a propane industry. We even have automobiles and trucks that run on propane, uh, all sorts of commercial heaters and applications uh, for energy uh, provision to create energy. Uh, and electricity. We can use that for steam generation, for turbines to create uh, electricity. And and for that piece, our company, which is Amerigas, uh, we're the largest propane provider in the United States. We want to do one thing, uh, number one, and that is to make sure gas is flowing for our customers. Right now, as you said, with the hard times, uh, not only are people worried about making the payments, but people are worried about, will I be cut off? And that might be The electric or the water and i think the states have done a really good job with saying hey we don't want to do that with literally the infrastructure of somebody's home and and we're a a company that's not a a, uh, utility a municipal utility we're a a company that is uh in the public or or private sector and we want to make sure our customers whether it's residential or it's commercial industrial know that they're going to get their gas regardless of where they are. Uh, if they are in good standing, we're going to continue that, work something out with them. Uh, but we understand the hardship that they're in, and we want to make sure that we do everything that we can to get them through this piece. And one other thing that just to, you know, you know I don't want to brag on my company, but I will brag on my company. We understand our health care workers are on the front line and they're exhausted, and they have the highest likelihood of contracting COVID-19. And one of the things that we're doing, especially in the northern states, is we're providing (laughs) gas grill cylinders uh, like you get at Home Depot. That's one of our uh, people that we distribute our gas cylinders through. And we're providing these gas cylinders for those patio heaters, and they're using that in the triage tents to keep the doctors and the nurses that are assessing people and uh, bringing them into those tents. We want to keep them warm. So I'm very proud of our organization that is literally being on call and delivering these cylinders wherever they're needed for these uh, healthcare workers so they can do their job in the best situation they can when they're in these outdoor triage tents. So I think uh, that's one thing that I'm I'm very proud of, and then also making sure that we're keeping our customers in gas so they don't have to worry about that one extra problem uh, that's going on in their life.
0: But nobody's making that bill disappear. All they're going to do is to help spread it out, and you need to call and ask. It's not going to be automatic. Don't sit there and think, I don't need to make my bills, I don't need to call, because if that happens, you are going to get cut off. What you've got to do is to contact these companies and explain to them. And in some cases, some of the companies are going to require some type of proof. But in any event, you need to have that conversation and you need to keep notes. Another thing I'd like to lift up is when you think about health care professionals and people on the front lines, there are an awful lot of those people in retirement communities, in rest homes, in memory care units. Yeah, John's daughter is one of those people. Uh, I know that in one of the local retirement centers that uh, I'm connected with, we went to the local uh, pizza place and we got a couple hundred dollars worth of coupons so that their staff could order pizzas when it fit their schedule. So if you've got loved ones in a a community like that, remember that they've got people looking after them and taking care of them that are in a extremely high risk situation. And they understand that all they have to do is to be in the wrong place at the wrong time and get coughed on. And that means they can't go to work anymore. But worse than that, they could take in those germs and cause an awful lot of damage i read about a couple retirement communities where over half the patients got infected well that happened because somebody came to work and they didn't realize that they were a hot spot themselves so if you're looking for a way if you've got a check coming in on a regular basis if you're one of those people that really aren't going through a financial bind in this situation Think about the folks that you know that are in retirement communities that are um, being taken care of by nurses doing a job that is really a difficult job that takes a really huge heart to do. And remember that those folks need a little love and compare and compassion from those of us. And call the facility and say, look, can I drop off some gift certificates to the Wendy's around the corner? Can I give you some uh, certificates for the local pizza delivery place? Um, Pray about those folks that are looking after our elderly. Pray about our elderly. Think about ways you can make a difference. Now understand you can't just drop stuff, stuff off in a lot of those facilities. Sometimes if you've got an aunt or a cousin or a mother that's in a retirement community like that, the thing to do is to buy it in bulk in a big package, take it by, and let them open it, and let them put, put it to work. But think about the folks in our retirement communities and what they're going through right now. Pick up the phone and call them, use your iPad and Skype them, um, pray about them. Uh, those folks are in real need of some care and compassion.
1: You're listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com.
0: If I had any sense, I'd quit worrying about the future. Go get more health insurance.
1: Like Mutual of Omaha? What? Like Mutual of Omaha.
0: Talk to the good hands, people. You're in good Well, I gotta say, we had a wonderful show. It's just great to have John on. John's one of my good hiking buddies. Uh, I think I wore his knees out the last time I went. Um, Had a great hike yesterday. Went up to uh, Linville Gorge, and the gate was locked, so I had a two-mile hike into the park, and then Got about 8 miles hike around, and I mean it was gorgeous and hiked back out. Um, We're allowed to go out and hike. We're allowed to go to the parks. We're allowed to keep fit, and I'd encourage you to do that. And I just want to put a uh, plug in for my Facebook page. It's Facebook Bill.Mixon, M-I-X-O-N. -I I got some beautiful pictures on there. And John has done a great job keeping up with all the news going on in the coronavirus and has posted some great stuff that's on there, too. Um, this is a wild time we're going through right now. Uh, I think before it's all said and done, we're all going to have to catch it. The key is to spread that out so that our health care workers don't drop dead from exertion. Um, luckily, it looks like that. You know most people are going to get through it with not much problems and a few are going to get through it with serious problems and a few of them won't get through it at all so we we need to lift all those people up but to keep all those health care workers in mind as we're we're praying um, John your your daughter's what's she doing right, wheres she right now well
1: you know she like you said she works an assisted living home and so, of course, all of those are locked down. They're not letting even the relatives in, and I, th- I think you nailed it perfectly. They have to be very careful, those that are the caregivers within those assisted living homes, uh, to make sure that they don't contract COVID-19 and then spread it amongst the people that, quite frankly, we, you know, when you're in assisted living, there are quite a few that are uh, in an unhealthy state right, or a compromised state. So she is being very careful uh, of making sure that she doesn't uh, come in contact. She's obviously taking care of the hygiene and washing the hands and so forth.
0: And, and I also want
1: to go back to something you just mentioned about walking in the parks and so forth. I heard somebody tell me that they were out at Tanglewood Park and they're walking, and it's been beautiful weather, and, of course, Tanglewood and the trails, just wonderful place to walk. Uh, and, and it was like a 50-50, they said. There were people that were keeping their distance when they passed people, and then there were other people that just kind of breathed by almost shoulder to shoulder. And I would just recommend folks to make sure that even though you're outside and you got a breeze and it's, you feel kind of safe out there and you're not in an enclosed area with somebody, make sure you keep that safe distance because, again, you could be a systematic and not realize that you're giving it off to somebody else who might be a caregiver. And that caregiver might be somebody that might be taking care of somebody you love. And we just don't want to see that happen to them because they're the weakest in our society.
0: I'd also like to lift up and say you're, you're allowed to do things for nonprofits. So if you've got some extra that you want to drop off at a nonprofit, if you want to help a nonprofit deliver food to the, the needy, um, you're allowed to do that. And the biggest one right now, we were in a dire straits for blood before all this happened. And now it's off the charts. If you are healthy, if you are healthy, you need to give serious thought to going down and giving blood. And if you have given blood before, I'd highly encourage you to look up apheresis. And understand that there's a way for your blood donation to do about six times more than a regular blood donation is. But if you've got a um, a blood center, we've got one in Winston-Salem on Coliseum Drive, you can call up and say, you know, it's been a while since you uh, put one of those needles in me, but I need to come back high on everybody's priority list right now if you're healthy is to go give blood. Uh, It's just absolutely dire, the, the situation that they're in now. All of the... This is a Christian network. Everybody out there, if you've got Jesus in your heart, you're an ambassador for Christ. We have a responsibility in the morning when we're talking to Daddy to say, Daddy, how do you want me to make a difference in my community? How do you want me to show the light of christ today what are we doing to make a difference in the the lives of our neighbors and our families and our friends and those that we come in contact with prayerfully we need to be looking for a way to make a difference for god's grand plan through our efforts and i know john just does a wonderful job of this and his wife does an even better job than that um your small group can get together and to work on a project even though you can't be in contact with each other physically. You can all pray about what you as a group can do to make a difference in your congregation, in your neighborhood, in your city. Um, John, what are we doing at, at, at church right now to make a difference in the community? I know there's there's one neighborhood in East Winston we've been helping
1: Yes, uh, we've been uh, working with the folks uh, out at Cleveland uh, Avenue, and unfortunately we're not able to uh, be physically present and uh, be there, but we're making sure that they're being fed. We're keeping in touch with the people that are there at uh, Kids Extreme. That's the program that's out at Cleveland Avenue. And we're really looking forward to getting out and, uh, and being back there, you know, feet on the ground. And one thing I would like to share is if you are in a small group, uh, you know, or if you just know people that are within your congregation that you know they're having a hard time, they're dealing with the normal problems of life or uh, an illness, you know, we've been seeing on the news a lot of these drive-by parades. And I would encourage this is one area you can keep the social distancing, but everybody can be in their car and just go by and honk the horn and make some posters and tell their you know, their loved one that's in their group or congregation, hey, we love you, we're thinking about you, we're praying for you, uh, and really lift their spirit. So I would encourage more of those kind of things uh, to, to really take care of the body of Christ.
0: Yeah, you, there are people out there, there are organizations out there, there, there are folks you can help by calling up one of the uh the meal delivery places and say, look, I, let me give you my credit card. Will you please take a pizza to the the youth center or to the uh, the retirement home or to the but you need to call first and make sure how that works on their end. We need to, if we've got that regular check coming in, to use this period of time to make a difference in the lives of those folks that are having a hard time getting through it. We need to be praying for people we need to let them know that we're praying for folks Um, we don't want to just hide on our sofa through this difficult time this is the time when we can shine this is the time where we can show the world what an ambassador of christ looks like so pray about it spend more time talking to our creator spend more time talking to our big brother Spend more time making a difference in the lives of those that we come in contact to. We appreciate you tuning in. We want you to keep this station in your prayers. We want you to to remember Robbie and all that he does. And we want you to find a way to be Christ in the lives of those that you come in contact with. Thank you for tuning in and we will get through this.
1: You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.